Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Money in Integrity podcast presented by worklifemoney.co. My name is Kimberly. I'm a career mindset coach and the founder of worklifemoney.co, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills and self-confidence to meaningfully make and manage more money in your careers without sacrificing work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back. And today I'm going to be talking about the three mindset shifts that I made that drastically accelerated my career. My career has seen an explosive amount of growth in the past few years, and I've made more progress from 2019 to 2021 than I made in almost 10 years of my career. And a lot of the changes that I made and that I used to accelerate my career were things that 20 plus years of education did not teach me. And this is what I'm going to be really sharing on the episode today. Because when I, I'm not going to lie, when I first started my career path in like early 20s and like late teens to early 20s, I got my first office job. And then I was in university and my university had a co-op program. So I actually worked for the federal government and I in, I moved to Ottawa. And I also at that time made like a lot of contacts and that did actually accelerate my career a lot. So I owe a lot to my university and my co-op program for sure. However, after I came out of that, even though I was equipped with the resume tools or the interview tools, I, of course, was able to get jobs, but I got stuck after a while in administrative and entry-level jobs, and I stayed there for quite a few years because I couldn't figure out how to break through, you know, to the next level. Once you're kind of past the paying your dues, once you're kind of past the, like, doing just the, the entry-level work and the administration work. So today I'm going to really talk about what got me there and what really accelerated my growth. And really, it is the mindset part. Um, I think when it comes to a career advice, it is so tempting to just utilize, you know, the hacks and the tips and all that. And again, that is all helpful to an extent. And I think there is really a time and place for that. So I'm not against that at all, Um, especially like I've had a lot of helpful tools along the way. But that's what they were. They were just helpful. And when I didn't work on my mindset, these tools were really hit and miss. So all the advice on the internet would sometimes work, sometimes not really work. And even if it did work, it would be very short lived. And for example, like I would look at, you know, what to say in an interview. And some of the things on the internet and what people told me did work. And some of them didn't work so much. So there was all these issues around it. But when I was able to work on my mindset, when I was able to work on my self-confidence, that's when I saw the true growth, the big career strokes that I could, I was making. And so in this episode, I'm really going to be talking about the three mindset shifts that, you know, drastically accelerated my career. And I'm going to be focusing on how I conquered indecision in choosing a career choice and the self-doubt in promoting myself. I'm going to talk about the personal growth tool that saved me hundreds of hours of research and that led, that used to lead me around in circles and the uncomfortable truth of actually being successful in your career and what that meant for me in my personal life. I'm also going to talk about how I finally created my dream career and the method I'm using for the rest of my life and the biggest career lesson I've really started to embrace that school never taught me and it actually taught me to avoid and not take in this advice. So 
that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get started, I just wanted to provide a quick update and let you know that my one-on-one coaching program is open. And if you are looking for more advice and looking to really take and accelerate your growth beyond what you're currently the path you're currently on right now, especially if you're mid-level in your career and you're not really in that stage in your early 20s anymore where you're working overtime where you're trying to prove yourself, where you have established experience, but you're still unable to take your career to the next level, I highly encourage you to book a one-on-one free career consultation call with me. The link will be in the show notes and I would love to talk about how to really take your career to the next level. So I really hope to talk to you soon. Now let's just get started. Now the first thing that I want to talk about and the first mindset shift that I really made when it came to my career is conquering indecision and self-doubt by developing self-trust. I used to walk around so completely lost on what to do and the indecision itself was keeping me stuck. And as someone who is naturally very analytical, it kept me in analysis paralysis and at analyzing information is something I'm so good at. It is something I've been trained to do. So if you don't know, I had my background is I have a degree in political science with a minor in psychology. So all I did throughout school was basically read dissertations and theories and papers and studies. That's all I did. So I was very good at the research component of it. And what that did for my career and when I took that with me is that I would do all of this research on careers and career paths and career options. But because I was so afraid of making the wrong decision, I just didn't do anything at all. And the problem with this is also because I had had a certain level of tools at my disposable and I was good to a certain amount of things. I mean, I had a good job it, and I, it was comfortable. It paid me well. I had great benefits and all of that stuff. So it wasn't like I was in a terrible place in my life. But what I, that did is because I was able to get to a comfortable place, I stayed there out of fear. I stayed there because I was too scared to make the wrong decision. So I just stayed in my comfortable space. And it what really accelerated my career and what really made the broad strokes in it was really being able to take on and do big, scary things that I wasn't comfortable with. And a huge part of that was conquering the indecision. And how I was able to do that was really to look at developing the self-trust within myself and really knowing that, you know, if I make the wrong decision, how do I not beat myself up? How do I not... Um, how do I take those lessons in and actually use them to my advantage for the future? And I think that has made the biggest stride in my career because I've learned how to rebound faster instead of beating myself up and keeping myself in that analysis paralysis and in turn be able that to develop that self-confidence because I have self-trust in myself. And one of the things that like the key components that really exemplified this was I used to work on my resume nonstop. Like I used to be a resume writer and I have done so much research on resumes. It's just a, it's an insane amount of research. I have put my resume through the ATS system. I have made sure that every component of it is scannable and um, really honed down on a technique on how to find the 
best keywords, how to, to use keyword stuffing efficiently and effectively. And this is a tool I teach my clients and all of that stuff for when they're looking for a job. So I've, 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 I know how to do all that stuff, but it, and see, that's one of those things where it's helpful. Definitely having a great resume got me really awesome interviews and really great jobs, but not being able to focus on that, develop that self-confidence in myself meant um, that I didn't brag my, uh, about myself enough on my resumes. And because I was so filled with self-doubt that, and I hadn't developed that self-trust to really be confident in myself, I would always have to look for the next strategy. So after I got the interview, because my resume was great, I had to look up all the interview questions. And um, when someone asked me something I didn't know because it wasn't on, you know, one of the guides that I was looking at, no one on the internet had written about it. So I didn't know how to answer the question. What happened then is that because I would get really flustered and then I wouldn't know what to say. And so conquering indecision and self-doubt by developing self-trust is a huge dis um, mindset shift that I've had to make. So instead now of having great responses and perfect answers all the time, what I look at is how to respond to the question and how to develop the self-confidence in order to answer things that I don't know, right? And be able to communicate that confidently with other people. So now in an interview, if someone kept asking me a question that is completely off guard, I now know how to respond well instead of having to crafting the perfect answer and memorizing it like a, a few days ahead of time. So that's something that I've really, really learned is to develop self-trust. And this also goes to the fact of, you know, knowing that even if I feel like I quote unquote make the wrong decision, not to look at it that way and to reframe it as in a learning experience. And this is very in particular um, my education and my experience piece because I have changed careers many times and it's easy to look at my education and my degree and all those things like, oh, what a waste of time. Oh, look at all that stuff, the time you poured into it and the money that you poured into it and look what it got you, right? And you're not even doing anything that utilizes it fully. I actually have a half completed diploma certificate that I never finished. And that is something that for the perfectionist, all or nothing mindset, younger version of me would have just completed just to have that completely checked off in their life. But now I've moved past it and I was able to use that education and again, develop that self-trust to know what to do with that information and how to utilize that education and leverage it to my advantage for the future instead of just being stuck in that indecision of like, oh, should I continue with my education in this certificate that I don't really want to do or should I change careers and all of that? I just made a decision and then I was able to propel myself in my career utilizing that information. So, if this is something that you feel like you are struggling with, um, I just so you know, I do have an episode on how to change careers without wasting your education. That's episode 46 of the podcast. And if you are looking for how to um, choose a career path when you're multi-passionate and you don't know what to do, that is episode 38. But this was the first mindset shift that I really made in my career is to overcome indecision and self-doubt by developing self-trust and self-confidence within myself. Now, the second 
mindset shift that I made that drastically accelerated my career was really creating my dream job environment instead of relying on others. And this is a twofold shift because it affected different two different areas in my life. Now, the first one was the job itself. And when you are looking and working in for your dream job, sometimes it can feel like you're waiting. You know, if you want to work for a particular company, you have to wait for them to actually post a job. And even if you're networking, there might not be an opening in that area or division or team yet. And they the company might actually have to create that job post uh, um, opportunity. But again, you're relying on somebody else and you're waiting for them. And the same goes for even if you're working in a company that you already like, you're waiting for someone to retire. You're waiting for someone to move. You're waiting for someone to quit. And these are things, all things out of your control. And sometimes it can feel like we can get stuck in that waiting game for a really long time. And especially, I think this is more prominent the further you are along in your career. Because when you first start out in your career, yeah, there's a lot of jobs because there's a lot of entry-level jobs, right? But when you start to get into your mid-career and beyond, those postings and those openings become less and less frequent. You see them less often, right? And because there's only so many positions and those people don't move as quickly anymore. So, Instead of relying on others, I've learned to create my dream job environment. And what I mean by that is I leverage and take advantage of any job or career that I'm in and look at the skill sets that I need and experience I need to get ahead. And then I start looking for those opportunities to develop that skill set that I will need or I take advantage of, let's say, the time that that job gives me. So there was a time in my career where I was working at a job and it was very stable and it was very comfortable and all of that jazz. And um, one of the things that I was starting to feel like I was lacking a lot was creativity and being able to develop myself and um, start something that was challenging because in that job, I was very good at it. But I was kind of bored because I was too good at it. As in, you know, I got through everything pretty quickly. I was, I got into a rhythm, of course, after um, the initial learning period where I was really good at what I was doing. And so what I would do is I would allocate, you know, my time and energy and resources after work into building work-life money. And another example I use is that when I was looking at getting a skill set and um, a special certain expertise in an area in my job, I would take initiatives at work to really hone down on that instead of waiting for the perfect job posting to come up. And this is something that I've learned throughout my career is that a dream job is just what we make of it. So a dream job is not a definition. It's not a title. It's not an industry. It's just how we feel about it. Anything can be anyone's dream job. And someone's, um, I have, I know has a dream job is a part-time job actually, because she is able to go to work, work a few hours, and then 
um, be able to, you know, spend time with her kids and pick up her kids. And that is actually her dream job. And what people don't really look at is, you know, like, oh, well, I mean, that's not a high profile job. That's not, you know, a six figure salary type of a job at a Fortune 500 company. How could that be anyone's dream job? But a dream job is really just our perception of it and what we make of it. So creating my dream job environment instead of relying on the opportunities of others and what they will give to me is something that I've drastically learned how to do. And then that has accelerated my career. So that's the first portion. The second part of this is um, your environment on the back end, the personal life stuff. So one of the most uncomfortable things and truths that I've learned when I'm successful in my career is that in my personal life, I'm starting to become a little bit unrelatable with my friends. And this is something that's really hard for me to even say out loud. And as I'm saying it, I'm like, I don't want it to be true, but it is. Because once you start moving to a certain portion of your life, and when you start start going for a certain type of goals, it depends obviously on your friend circle, you kind of become unrelatable with certain friends in the sense that I don't just complain about work anymore. Um, I know that I was talking to a few friends lately and they were talking about how, you know, they're burnt out and they're working tons of overtime. And this is something I can't relate to anymore. And people who just complain about their jobs and how much they hate them and things like that um, and don't do anything to change it. Again, I can't relate to it anymore because I love what I do and I'm not burnt out. And I have a great work-life balance. It's almost like once you're successful to a certain level in your career, like there is an uncomfortable truth about it as well, is that you do become a little bit unrelatable to people. Um, And the great thing about this is that I'm able to help others. So this has done really a lot of wonders for my coaching work because I'm able to coach people who are really want to get out of that, you know, hustle burnout type of culture and to still be successful without with still maintaining their work-life balance but some people in my life don't really want that and I'm not saying that they don't want that because obviously it is a personal choice and that's a very generalized blanket statement but are not taking action towards it in the same way and moving towards it and that's what I find is the difference between having coaching having coaches and having friends who are part of group coaching programs and having friends in general. And that's one of the things that I've always kind of was unsure of when I was looking at, you know, joining a group coaching program or hiring a coach is like, oh, you know, isn't this the same as friends? But I've realized it's not. Or having great coworkers, it's not the same thing because it depends obviously on your type of friends. I have a few friends that are so supportive or that are always there for me and that are literally like have an invaluable um, impact in my life. But at the same time, I have friends that I don't, as I mentioned, relate to anymore. And what coaching does or what having coaching, um, being a part of group coaching program is like, is that you're exposed to people who want to work on the same things that I just talked about, like mindset, you know what I mean? The mindset shifts that changed my career. And not a lot of people want to do that. And friends are great for venting or 
or having a certain type of support system, but coaches and coaching friends really push you to limits that you didn't think were possible. And that's one of the things when I started working with a coach, I realized is that your coach shouldn't always say the things that you want to hear. It's what you need to hear. So I've had a couple of coach me coaches coach me pretty hard on a call. And it's, it's not always like a sunshine, good feeling. Sometimes it's like a feeling where you're looking at yourself and it's really tough and it, it is tough love sometimes. And that's what I needed to propel myself and I really need to reflect on and work on in order to get me to the next level of my career and business. So that's one of the things I've really had to understand when it comes to, you know, creating my um, my dream job environment. That also means the people I'm around as well. And I, I hesitate to say this, but I used to be around people who are a lot more negative and I used to actually go to a party every year and it was a Christmas party with ex-coworkers and what I found was it was just a party that people come like the only thing that we had all in common was that we worked for the same employer that we didn't like and some people from that um would were currently at the party would be um people who didn't like the company would come to this party as well so it, it was a party of basically complaining about our our previous employer and it was just terrible like it was a lot of negativity it was fun for a while I think for one or two years and then after a while I was like I'm kind of past this and I realized that you know we don't really have very much in common other than complaining about our like um, employer that I really don't our ex-employer that I really don't want to keep bringing up in my life type of thing but that's the thing that people bond over sometimes and again it depends on your type of friends but like people bond on talking about how much they hate their boss or how much um, they're overloaded or stressed or um, overworked or burnt out or underpaid. And again, that can be great for a while. And and I definitely have friends that I have that outlet to rant with, but it is limiting because then you're not really moving forward. You're just kind of like staying with the people that are also in that area and if you don't actually question and move forward, then you're just there all the time and you're relying on others. At the same time, you're relying on others for inspiration, for motivation, instead of creating that environment, instead of hiring a coach or looking at a group coaching program and really putting yourself in that environment. Now, the last mindset shift that I want to talk about that really accelerated my career was actually the idea that what got me here won't get me there. It's so easy to stay and rely on the same strategies for the rest of your life. And this is something that school taught me to do. So school really taught me that if I just had to use the same techniques, like if I learned how to study well in one subject, I could continue to grow and master that skill and continue to be successful from high school to university. If I learned how to study, if I learned how to write an essay, then I could continue to utilize that skill. And that was great. So it worked really well in school. But when it comes to your career and your life, what got you to a certain level in your career, so maybe just focusing on your resume, focusing on um, working overtime, 
and burning yourself out to prove yourself, all of that stuff, while that did might have worked might have worked at one point in your career to get you promoted, it doesn't get you to the next level. What gets you to the next level is really having that self-confidence, really being able to confidently market yourself and stand behind your ideas, even when it's scary and really see things through. So that's what I really learned when it comes to my career is that what kept, what got me successful to a certain stage of my life will not get me to the next level. What it does is it keeps me in the same level. So there is something to be said about that. Obviously, like um, you want to be able to grow and really master a career and skill. But once you are finished mastering a certain skill set, once you have a certain number of experience behind you, then it's time to move on. Right. And no one forces you to move on and no one pushes you to move on. And that's why it's really important to look at hiring a coach and working with a coach. And that's what it's done for me is that what and why my career accelerated in the last couple of years is because I was pushing that next level of myself. I was pushing and breaking through. And if this is something that you really want to look at it as well and are really looking and struggling with, a reminder to please book your free one-on-one career consultation with call with me. Um, the link is in the show notes and I would love to talk to you about this because it is something that I struggled with for a really long time because I was like, well, I'll just work on my resume more because that worked last time. Oh, well, I'll just, you know, make sure my interview is really good. That worked last time. But the thing is, I know how to write a resume. I know how to do an interview now. What I'm looking for is how to break into the next level. And to do that, I'm going to have to work on projects I've never done before. I'm going to have to do and push ideas and really take initiatives that I've never done before. And that's okay because that's what's going to take me to the next level. And what I've ultimately learned about this is that, and a motto I like to um, repeat to myself, is that if I persist in this, I will succeed. And because a lot of times when you're in this moment of surge of growth, it is so easy to give up because sometimes it doesn't work. You know, sometimes the things that you choose to do does not work the way out the way that you thought it would. Um, it doesn't end in a massive success story. It can end in failures. It can end in obstacles and challenges. But the most important thing to do is just to persist through it. And that is how you will succeed. And the example I want to use in this section is my business. So one of the things that I've I find that for me anyways, is a part of my career and my career journey is really creating work-life money and creating my business because that has allowed me an outlet that I did not have at work. My work is not very creative in this sense that I get to have with work-life money and I don't get to use the direction that I want. I love coaching and I love seeing my clients flourish and succeed and grow. And that's not something I have at my current job. And So when it comes to my business, I see a lot of people start blogs and that's what my business started off as actually. It started off as a blog. It started off with me sharing my lessons and talking about all things adulthood in in my 20s and I just started putting that into the internet and 
after, you know, a, a while of writing about a little bit about everything about growing up, I really learned that I like to write about career advice and personal finance. And then I really, really honed down on the career um, section because that is the one I'm most interested and most like to see people succeed in. And that has turned also now into my podcast and um, my coaching business. Now, a lot of people start blogs. I've seen so many people start blogs. And one of the things that actually helped me, you know, when I first started was I joined um, a program, like a, it was like a course slash group coaching program for people who wanted to start blogs. And I actually, so I saw a lot of people start their blogs um, and, you know, we all followed each other and a lot of, all that jazz. And most, a lot of those people don't have the blog anymore. And I know a lot of people who start a blog and abandon it. And I'm not placing judgment on this because I did it three times. I have had, oh my God, I've had so many blogs. I've like had two iterations of a travel blog and then another general general blog about um, like adulthood and life and stuff like that. So I've had three failed blogs. Um, and if you count uh, if you know, if you follow me for a while, you know, work life money used to be called millennial life and men. So this is my fourth blog. So it's gone through a lot of phases. So I'm not passing judgment on that. But the people who wanted um, to be successful in blogging and have a business out of it, don't, a lot of them don't have it anymore, because it's so easy to abandon, like nobody forces you to keep your blog. <laughs> it's not a, like a job like you, um, like, at my job, like if you don't do something, obviously like your manager and your supervisors are going to email you about it, are going to ask you about it and all that stuff. And in school, you know, you like your, you have teachers and professors and teaching assistants that, you know, tell you the deadlines for your projects. And if you don't do it, you know, you'll fail the course and they don't give you your money back. But for a blog, literally every week I post a podcast episode and a blog post and nobody forces me to do this. I do it all on my own. If I stop doing it, there is absolutely no consequences to me. And so one of the things I really had to learn is to move past and learn how to move past all of the self and fear and doubt by reminding myself that even if I make mistakes and I have on my blog, by the way, and I have in my business, by the way, um, if even if I persist, I will succeed. And what got me to certain levels of success doesn't get me to the next level. So that's why it's something that I'm constantly developing and working on as well. And so when you're looking at accelerating your career, just note that it doesn't have to happen in one grand or sorry, one great plan. Like you don't have to plan out the rest of your life when you plan out your career when you work on your mindset, what you're able to do is you're able to develop the resilience to be able to continue, but also the self-confidence and overcome that self-doubt and imposter syndrome at every level in your career. Because something I'm very open about is that I don't really feel like imposter syndrome or self-doubt ever fully goes away. And that's okay because it's that part of your brain that, um, it, that, is just constituting that this is something new and something we might need to be scared of, right? But once you're able to work through that and continually being able to take your successes and mistakes and challenges and failures as lessons, that is actually how you grow in your career.
And above all, and this is just kind of like an underlining thread. So I don't know if this is a super, you know, big mindset shift. It's just been the mindset that's really helped me move through all of these mindset shifts is really looking at not being all or nothing when it comes to my career and allowing myself to grow with my career and grow with my purpose. So one of the things I've really learned throughout my career is that my purpose is more than a job title. It's more than an industry. It's more than one section of my life and it will grow with me. And an example of that is even in my, you know, work as I am right now, of course, I have a goal to be a more senior advisor in my organization. But what happens after that? I don't actually know. Um, I could become a consultant, um, which would mean that I might have to go back to law school, which is kind of ironic because law school is something I did not actually want to look into doing when I um, graduated because most of my friends went to law school and I just didn't, I wasn't passionate about anything enough to actually go into law. And I was very limited in the choice that I had a knowledge of law and options out there. So yeah, if I wanted to be a consultant, especially because in case you don't know, I work in procurement um, there, if you, um, there is a lot of law, like trade law, procurement law around that. And so if that's something I wanted to do later in my life, that's something I might look into. Um, I might go into policy um, and that would be me going back for my master's. And again, something that I kind of took off the table when I was in my 20s, I can go back in my 30s and do. So really not having an all or nothing mindset has been the underlining theme when it comes to accelerating my career. And to recap, the, you know, the big mindset shift that I made was really, you know, conquering indecision and self-doubt by developing self-trust and creating my um, dream job environment instead of relying on others and reminding myself that what got me here won't get me there. And all of this is really in the growth mindset in terms of not having the perfect plan, right? And not having an all or nothing mindset when it comes to my career, Everything is figure outable, everything is changeable, and everything is workable. And at the end of the day, everything is a lesson. And that is something I've really learned to forgive myself when it comes to my career. Because looking back, I sometimes look back and I was like, oh, I stayed two years at that job and I didn't really like it and I wasn't really comfortable, and I, but it was comfortable and safe. And I thought back to myself, I was like, did I just waste my time? I'm I don't really talk to myself like that anymore where I think it was a waste of time. No, it was great that I, uh, that I had experience in a certain career path and two years into it, I realized I really do not want to be doing this anymore. And I'm really glad I learned that two years instead of 20 years, you know, instead of looking at making a career change 20 years later, because I was too scared to admit to myself that this wasn't the career path for me and to leave that education, that diploma certificate that I was doing half completed, right? I'm so glad I did that at that time in my life because a career will spend a lifetime. And that's what I look at my career anyways. I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to like retire and like do nothing. Honestly, if I was to retire and do nothing, I would be so bored. Like I cannot relax (laughs) in that sense where I'm not going to sit on a beach. Like I would be bored after two days. And so I would just look for something else to do. But Um, my career, I find that will span a lifetime and it will, I'm going to have a lot of different journeys and aspects 
of it along the way and stuff that I can't predict. I don't know everything that's going to happen in my career. Um, I don't know where the, the story ends, but what I do know is that I'm going to be able to take the lessons and to reiterate it. And what I do know as well is that when I'm in my 60s and really looking at maybe by then I'll probably like retire um, and take it easy a bit more. But what I, when I look at that, two years in that job, that career path that I didn't really want, is going to be nothing. Considering that I'm, I have another 30 years ahead of me working wise, um, two years is just a small blip in that. And I'm so glad that I just took those two years to learn that this wasn't for me and then got out instead of wondering, oh, maybe I should take this career path. Maybe I should go into the certificate program. Maybe I should do all this. And you can look back at that with like rose colored glasses and said, Oh, I'm sure like I could have been so successful. And, and, you know, I could have been killing it and doing all this stuff. And it's like, actually, I was working in that position. And it wasn't really what it lived up to be. So yeah, like, I'm glad I didn't just romanticize it. I hope that all of this made sense. Um, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit at this point. So I'm going to end off the episode now. But Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And again, if you are looking to figure out what to do in your career and how to move forward, please book that free one-on-one consultation call. The link is in my show notes. And until next time, I'm always cheering you on. Talk to you soon. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Money and Integrity podcast, I highly encourage you to leave a review at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you're listening from. This helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community. Remember, we're all figuring out this work-life money thing together.